This is David Ray, founder of Only One You Need. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon and the Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everyone, today we've got the founder of Only One You Need, David Dubay. We get into the information overload and finding who your quote-unquote expert could be. David talks about how you can read and influence anyone. And David explains why you shouldn't allow semantics in a conversation to ruin your day. Check it out. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have got the founder of Only One You Need, David Dubay. David, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. When the listeners realize all the value that you're bringing today and they want to reach out to you, uh, work with you, or just you know get to know more about you, what's the best place socially or personally that they can connect with you? Probably Facebook. My professional page on Facebook is the best place to actually find me. So it's at Be Believe Become on Facebook. All right, there you go. And we'll have that in the show notes below so you can find that and connect with David and uh, take it from there. All right, let's, let's jump into it. You know, our ability to learn and have access to people has drastically changed over the last five, 10 years. When you and I were younger, textbooks, teachers, you know, and that's, you know, our friends, our family, our coworkers, just the people around us, but that's literally a sliver of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? It's a great question. I feel that learning is so easy now, and yet it's so difficult at the same time because there's overwhelm. Right? You can go on YouTube, you can go to places like Udemy, Thinkific, right? All these companies that are out there that are offering these trainings to everyone about all these different subjects. The problem is, who is your expert? Right, finding out who that one person or those several people who you should actually be paying attention to instead of all the noise because there's so much noise out there. Right, to me, it's about cutting out most of that noise so you can focus on who is really providing the best material or the best value, at least to you in that moment. Yeah, I talk about you know I, I love how you use the word noise. So there's there's the noise, there's the signal, and there's your bridge. And the signal is people like David. He's going to help you find that signal, cut out the noise, build your bridge. You don't need to bedazzle your bridge, you know, but you need to know how to get there in the, in, in the most responsible, quickest time frame. And that's by cutting out that noise. So I love, I love that you use that word noise. You know, speaking of kind of an information overload, I think there's more ways to take in information than ever before. And like you said, it's kind of confusing. Like, who do I trust? Where's the noise? Where's the signal? Some people, they use accountability buddies, masterminds, coaches, online courses. Like you said, lots of ways to learn. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you connect with them? That, another great question. Who am I currently learning from? I, it's, I'm learning. So my mentor is, he's kind of the mentor's mentor. He's a person that you don't know about unless someone else has told you about them. And that's the kind of cool part about who, who I work with. 
So I had to hear from them from someone else who heard from them from someone else, but they've trained, like they've worked with Russell Brunson, Anthony Robbins. They've worked with, you pretty much think of the person he's worked with them. So Robert Allen, uh, I mean, I, I don't have all like Peng Jun, like all these people. In fact, Peng Jun was going to quit doing his, so if your people, audience knows who he is. He was literally going to quit and took his last amount of money and invested with this gentleman. And, and it's one of those, like, if you know this person, you're going to pay attention to everything they say. Are you able to let us know who this person is by any chance? Um, this can be off camera too, if we need to do that. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will. All right. Well, we'll, we'll move on. And then I appreciate some people, you know, I, I can appreciate and understand people, you know, wanting their anonymity, not having their name all over, all over the place and completely understand that. And I've heard people use the term, uh, the, the mentor to the mentor. So I'll be curious if it aligns up with that on there. You know, speaking of mentors, masterminds, you know, and just the way the world is, I feel that we we get stuck and sometimes we don't know how to execute what's in our head. We're still going through a pandemic. To me, it's causing a reset though in how we can accomplish things. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to get unstuck and reset yourself? I, so what I've done, there's several of us that in this local area in which I live, I, li I live in St. Paul, Minnesota. So St. Paul, Minneapolis next to each other. And there's, my one of my old business partners, his name's David, just like me. And then he introduced me to another David. And the three of us actually mastermind together. And we we share our visions, our goals, our aspirations, and our drives with each other. And we keep each other accountable. And But having few people that you do that with, it doesn't have to be the world. You don't have to tell the world about anything. You just share it with those few people you trust who will keep you accountable to those claims that you're making, those things that you're saying you want to do or that you're going to do. Having that as a resource for me has been a, a great driving force as well as it, they ground you as well. Like when, when you have these visions of grandeur, they're like, all right, we get that. So, and then they'll help you paint that picture, especially if they, if you have a framework in place for that. So I use masterminds in a more local basis, albeit we do it all virtual, right? We're not, uh, we don't meet in person like we normally would do, I'm doing it virtually, which is easier, especially for the, our friend who's now out in California, instead of in, uh, right, back in the state with, with the rest of us enjoying the cold weather. But masterminds, and that's something I did prior to right? The whole COVID thing. So it was really, oh, this just, it makes sense. So instead of getting together in person, we just, hey, let's do this all virtual. And it's been, it works out that way. Yeah. There is something to be said for in-person, but at the same time, if you already have certain processes, standard operating procedures in place, it's not like recreating the wheel. You're just shifting a few items and you can still get that value out of it. And I think that's what's smart and, and, and valuable. And what you just said there is like, we already had this we just shifted how we were doing it. it wasn't like it was right. a big deal. Right. But, but in that, so I've had, you know, depending on who you are and the people you're, you're comfortable with, I've had fewer interactions, right? In-person interactions. And I, I remember one of the last in-person interactions I had, I felt really off from how I normally am. And I'm a person who I've built my business on teaching people how to interact and influence with people, have influence on others. And so when you get into person and then you feel off about it because you're not 
I'm like, oh, I could have asked this question. I didn't, I didn't do this. I didn't say that or did, right. I, you go through, at least I do after my interactions, like, wow, I'm really off my game when it comes to interacting with people. Yeah. No, so it's, I, I feel you on that, the swing of that. We, you know, we can't lose that. And so and that actually set me forward to what I've been putting together, which is a, a new mastermind or a training rather on how to read and influence anyone, because I need to get my game back in it. And in order to do that, just retrain what I've been doing for the last 16 plus years to my corporate clients. Yeah, no, it's, um, I was, I was around some people recently and I had not had to, the energy and how you interact. If you haven't been doing it in a while in 12 months and, and now is a while to us, you know, 12 months before, but like, oh, 12 months ago, 12 months now feels like 10 years. It, oh it's it's amazing what, you, how you realize what you can release and what you can accept you know, when you start getting around people, it's just, it's, it's the reality of it. So, you know, so, you know, staying in the subject of masterminds, we're on the mastermind effect. Uh, they've been around for a hot minute. Probably the first mastermind was the apostles. If you think about it, <laughs> then, right, um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then Benjamin Franklin, he creates the uh, leather apron club or the uh, Junto club. And then eventually this guy by the name of Napoleon Hill writes a book about it. And, uh, he kind of brings it full circle and what a mastermind is. As you see, as we continue to see this large boom in self-education, coaching and masterminds versus standardized education, where do you see the parallels going between standard education and self-education? Well, I, I feel like there's a, a big divergence that's actually happening. Is, I mean, the parallels is that you're learning, but the, the difference is how you're going to not only learn, but sustain that learning. I feel like depending on the mastermind or how we go about doing the self-education or this education with people in a different sphere than standard education, where it's a teacher, student, I'm the authority, you're the, you're the one who's paying to learn. Now people pay money into a mastermind and everyone shares their knowledge base. And sure, there might be one who's the main expert in the group leading it, but depending on how they teach and interact, I feel the learning becomes so much deeper. It's so much more instilled. And the reason for that is because we learn through metaphor, through story, more than we learn through any other form of communication. Like I can tell you, do A and B will happen. Do B and C will happen. But if I share that in a story of how that affected someone, it actually converts you more because it enables you to actually remember the steps much more readily than if I just said, do A and B will happen, do B and C will happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I love how you phrase that because we do learn through stories. You know, if you're out in a group of people, someone always phrases it in a story. They don't phrase it in a lesson because then you can actually see yourself through their eyes or maybe feel, touch, smell, whatever it was, because we react and we take stories, we accept them. That's why TV, Netflix, all those platforms are so popular is because we're like, oh, I learned through this story. Right. It takes it to a, another realm because in, when you're in a classroom, it's, it's kind of authoritative, right? So I'm the teacher, you do as I say, and they have their single process for teaching it. But when it's done in story, you have the verbal you have the vocal, right? The intonation of how it's, it's said. You also have the visual aspect of it, like the story being played out. Now you become a part of the character. You, you have your personal references that you're referencing to that character that make it more real to you. And so there's a visceralness to that. And that visceralness to education makes it stick 
more than a teacher just telling you how to do something. Yeah, the way that you made me think about that in the standardized education realm, it makes me realize probably why I enjoyed and I was so good at history. Because it was history when we learn about, you know, our past and, and what's going on now. It is a story. It really is. I know it's really happening, but it was, to me, it was fascinating. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And that was like one of the easiest classes. It was always history for me. It's a story. That's awesome. So listeners out there, when you're working with someone, think about teaching through a story. Completely. So, you know, when people invest in their future, they, they typically have a better idea, better than vague idea of what the outcome is going to be when they invest in themselves. What should people expect when they enter David's reality and work with you? It's really about personal transformation. All of us have different wants. We all have different needs. And the, the interesting thing about how we go about seeking our change in our lives is we're doing it through the lens that we have on ourselves. So if I were to, I, I don't know if I have them here. So like, you know, we all, you're wearing glasses, right? So you got a set of glasses on. The way you look through that, those lenses essentially, or if you think of like a camera lens, there's multiple lenses that make up a camera lens. All are how you perceive the world based on your past experience. And oftentimes we're searching for something and we, we think it's what we need, but it's actually what we want and what we need is something else. And so to have someone with the fortitude and aptitude to listen to those things you know, that you're saying that you want and that you need, but then to be able to dissect that and actually find the deeper, the depth of that that's truly desired, because that's going to unlock those things that's going to make you, or enable you to achieve those results that you truly desire. I, so working with me is having that ability to listen to the things that you're saying, dissect them, and to know that there's, there's deeper meaning behind what it is that you truly desire, and then helping you realize that. And in the realization of that, will help you move past what it is that's holding you back, what's challenging you. You pull the, the stories and the facts out to sit there because we don't always say on face, the surface or on face value what we really want. Completely. We don't need things, but what we really want, what we want to accomplish, and kind of just take those layers back and sit there and say, hey, I hear this, and this is, you know, and then you help them realize that and bring that to the forefront so they can accomplish that. Does that I mean, that's at least what I'm hearing from you. Yes, that's exactly it. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I love that. You know, staying in the realm of the people that you work with, I feel that people, they have a way of surprising us from time to time. Their grit, their grind, willingness to learn, whatever it is. Would you mind sharing a success story? And if you can give names and examples, that's great. Or at least, you know, roundabout way, share a success story of someone that because they worked with you, your, your coaching, your mastermind, that the, the outcome was just, it, it exceeded, far exceeded what, what they thought even was even possible. I'll share two stories, if I may. The first happens to be doing a corporate training. So I, uh, 16 years, I've done corporate trainings, companies like HID Global, US Bank, United Realty, things like that, where I, I teach them how to it, read anyone and influence anyone, essentially, right? But the breakdown is, comes down to re, uh, relationships, understanding relationships, better your relationships, the better your life, period. And so I'm in, in class and I'm teaching and this gentleman comes up to me, he goes, hey, so we're taking our lunch break. He comes up to me and says, I'm having a really, really, really tough time with my, my, my daughter. She's at this age where she wants to go out and do things she shouldn't want to do, uh, not at her age. 
but she's interested in boys now, right? She's at that time and it's destroying my, my wife and I. We're fighting constantly because of her. And then we're also fighting her constantly and it's destroying our relationship. And at the time I was just like, all right, this next lesson, what I'm gonna teach right after this is the, the one that you need to pay attention to. You need to take as many notes as possible and this is, this is it. And so just went through my normal second session with them and two weeks later I received this email. So it comes from corporate, right? So it's his corporate email, he sends me an email and he's like, unbelievable, David, what you said is right. I, I took notes, I shared everything with my wife she agreed and we started to use those tools that you taught us with our daughter. And you not only saved my relationship with my wife, so you saved my marriage, you also saved our daughter's relationship with us. I got a selfish ask. Can you give us like a 60, 120 second, a couple, you know, at the end I ask some tips and tools and tactics. Uh, maybe you can place one of those items there that was super helpful. Cause I think real life application is what's amazing about podcasting. And I think this would be a great one if you wouldn't mind sharing maybe at the end. Sure, sure. Awesome. Story number two, had a client. She had PTSD from when she was 18, 19 years old. She would take her niece with her who was three years old to run errands because she loved her niece, right? So, and helping her sister out as well, right? So picks up her niece, goes, runs an errands. She goes to the bank. This is, uh, and at the time, not expecting, she brings her niece in with her and armed men come in and they stick up the bank. She, it's, it's like fall or winter. So she's laying on her niece, like she's has her niece covered up and she's whispering to her niece and they hear the whispering and they separate the two of them causing PTSD in both of them. Right. So this girl who's three years old and this, right. The aunt, and I don't meet her for another like 20 years, right? So she's 20 years of PTSD. She would go to get help and seek help, sit across from a therapist. Therapist would start to talk to her and she would back off. She couldn't do it. She would go to rooms where other people were, where they're sharing their stories and then she would hear their story. Well, that person had lost a leg in, in battle. My story doesn't bear to theirs. Why would I? So she wouldn't say anything and then leave and nothing would change. So she meets me, hears me, uh, I used to do periscopes all the time and she connected with me there, became a client. And so I was running this, this course, this eight week course with her and middle of the course, she phones me. She says, David, this is three nights in a row. I haven't been able to sleep. Every time I close my eyes, I see a gun in my face and it goes off and I can smell the soot of the gunpowder and I wake up instantly. And she goes, my heart's racing. I can't go back to sleep. When I do same thing, she's like, I'm going on three nights. I need help. So I take, I don't know, we talk for maybe an hour. And after that, she's, the next day is actually her class day. She comes on and she's like, I've never slept so good in my entire life. And she couldn't do things like go into a crowded place, especially with her kids. She would always have to see them wherever they went. So they'd have to hold hands or be next to her holding her hand. She was able to let go of that. She could not go any like second floor, third floor, on up. She couldn't be next to a window because she was so afraid. So she started to do all of these things. And on Periscope, she'd see, she would go live and she'd be like, David, I'm doing it. And then she would do it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Those, those, those are two super emotional journeys that we only got to really kind of see the tip, you know, like, you know, Hey, we got the title of the book and hopefully we can take one of those and, you know, explain a little bit further when we get to the end here. But those are, those are amazing journeys 
And uh, I appreciate you sharing those with us. So we're, we're getting closer to the end here. And we talk about a lot about the word success. We're building a company around it, the success finder. It's going to help you cut out the noise, find the signal, build the bridge. And, and so I think there's a lot of things that it takes when it comes to someone's success. And we, we talk about on the solo show, mentorship, coaching, experimentation, partnerships, willingness to fail. And on the flip side, willingness to define success. Because when you define success, you in essence have defined what failure means. And that's why so many of us just don't define success. What do you think is a key attribute when it comes to being successful? I, you kind of just spelt that out, really. Th- thanks for giving me the answer, Brandon. Um, when, I mean, our life is predicated on our definitions. So an example of that, if you want less hate in your life, define less words. So, right, if an example I use is the word thwat. Like, Brandon, if I said, you're a thwat, and I had a smile on my face, you'd be like, oh, thwat must be a good word. But if I said, you thwat, right, and I point to you, you'd be like, well, that that must be a bad word. Albeit it has no meaning other than what you give it when I say it, because there is no real word called thwat. So if you want to, so definitions create our reality. If you want less hate, the words that have or equate to that, remove the definitions to them. They hold no value in your mind's eye. And so on the converse, if you want more success in your life, right, choose those words that have, that could have greater impact or meaning for you, like love. What is love? Define love specifically to you and you're more apt to achieve it or at least search it out because now you have a definition for it. Choose the words that mean something to you and then define them. Give them a meaning behind it so you can tether what you, you know, what you want and what that really means to you when someone comes in. I don't know if you said thwat or you know, whatever it was, but whatever it were, it, I was like, you know, Shabbat Shalom. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's very true. And when I say simplicity, what you're doing right there is you're simplifying. Simple things aren't bad. You go, oh, simple. But like you're simplifying something that we make so difficult. And there's where my, one of my pieces of appreciation, not only are you spending your time with us and the listeners today, but then just you're simplifying things that we make so difficult that really well, don't need to be. Brandon, you mind if I give you an, another example? Of Please. This works of why it's so invaluable. Absolutely. How many times have you or someone you know gotten to an argument about something that you would seem would seem like it's semantics? Like it's it's just you should know that this is just the case. An example of this would be: Is the Earth flat or round? Let me ask you a question, Brandon. Have you been high enough in the stratosphere to tell me whether or not the Earth is round or flat? No. So should it really matter to you if someone calls the earth flat over round or round over flat? I just it's, don't associate myself with them because I'm like, hey, you're not in the you're not the stratosphere that I'm that I'm wanting to sit in. I'm just like, okay, whatever. That's your thought. Right, exactly. And and so, but you have people who think they need to engage with everyone because they feel that they know you are wrong for thinking the earth is flat, or you are wrong for thinking the earth is I don't care. It shouldn't matter to you because what you're doing is you're giving your energy to someone else. When someone calls you a a name or a word you don't like, you allow them to have power over you by being offended by it. 
by someone saying the earth is flat and you being offended by it allows them to have power over you. They take away not only your power, your energy, they can ruin you. In a moment's time, someone like that can ruin you because you're in front of someone who maybe thinks like they do or whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter the reasoning really, but they can ruin you in a moment because you can leave that argument, feel defeated, even though you were right. It's you wanting to be right so much so that is what's doing that, that's causing that. When you don't attach yourself to those beliefs and you allow them to just be, allow that person to just be. If someone's having an argument, you could jump in, you could stop that argument from getting hotter or heated, but you could also get in there and die, right? That something bad could happen for you just engaging because you want to be a good Samaritan. And there are, there are reasons why you should do it. There are always reasons why you should. Yeah. Right. But there's always reasons why you shouldn't. Sometimes you have to lose the, the argument, the war in order to win the battle, make what you want happen, win the battle. Right. And, and that's my, the antithesis behind it is to not allow things that should be semantics to rule you. An argument is a little bit different than the semantic part of someone saying the earth is round or the earth is flat and you being offended by that. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, don't I am got it. Yeah, don't allow the semantics, you know, you know, in regards to something as meaningless as the world is flat or round and let it ruin your day. Walk away from the conversation. Or even your life. Yeah, like yeah. I'm just using that as an example. Oh no, it's a placeholder and I'm continuing. I love that placeholder though. You know, Kyrie Irving, the earth is flat. And so yeah, no, I love the I love the analogy. I get it. I get it. I've I've not been there. I don't know. But if I were to think, I'm gonna say it's round. But do I need to have an argument over it because I believe myself to be right? No. Yeah. It does nothing. It does nothing to build someone up because I'm here to help build people up, not to tear them down, nor tear their beliefs down because I feel I am right or correct. Yeah. And I need to invalidate someone to feel better about myself. Just because you haven't seen a black swan doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Wait, they they don't exist. Come on, Brandon. You're you're pulling We're my. We're gonna spend the next hour of the mastermind effect, debating and arguing, and disagreeing on Black Swan effect. Anyways, all right. Few more here. You know, I feel there's always new ideas brewing in times of prosperity. It's like when the world's winning, it's it's a lot easier to win and and to share that. But I think creativity and ingenuity come when we feel the squeeze, and the world's still feeling the squeeze at the end of the day. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next twelve months that excites you? For 16 plus years, I've been teaching a class called how to read, essentially how to make lifelong clients in just 30 seconds. And then I changed it to how to read anyone make lifelong clients in 30 seconds. And then when it came to corporate trainings, I had to splice off portions of that and teach my personality typing. And then I had to teach communication styles and things like that. And and so I had to break all these parts up and teach them individually for thousands of dollars to these companies. And what I've done is I've put them all together. And I'm releasing a course on mastermind.com called how to read and influence anyone. Because people skills, man, people skills. Like I, like I said earlier, I was out. And at the end of that, I was like, man, I am out of practice. And mind you, I was out of practice for what, six months is out of practice, man. And these are skills that fundamentally transform and change people's lives. Like I said, from that corporate training, mind you, that was one guy out of, I have had many people uh, send me emails about how their life has changed because 
of a portion of my course or my trainings. Yeah. Awesome. No, I appreciate you sharing that with us. And, uh, I like how you're a student, you're always evolving and, you know, changing and, and, and just making it better and learning through that. And that's, you know, this is over 16 years worth of, of knowledge, you know, in one's place. So I won't hold it against you being on uh, mastermind.com or anything like that. So please don't last one for you. What's a tip, a tactic, an actual item that if someone listening to this today implemented it over the next 30, 60, 90 days would see a real impact on their personal or business life. Well, I mean, I already gave the one about, you know, taking negative things, negative words and removing their meanings, right? Then they don't hold power over you. Yep. But to go back to maybe one of the other ones, because those two stories I shared, you, you really liked. One of the biggest things is listen to the words that people say. We, like, like I said before about like a a lens on a camera, there's multiple lenses in, in that, that make how that camera lens sees the world, right? How it magnifies, how whatever. And we are the same thing. Our past experience become magnified in current situations. And A, when you can lose some of those definitions, that helps you because it enables you to explore new ideas, new things without being in judgment of them before you know the full story. That's one of the biggest problems that we have as human beings is we judge everything and everyone. Now, the mind does it because it needs to. So you can live a good life and satiate yourself, you know, with food and sustenance and shelter and all those things. But but beyond that, we need to be more open to things. But when we're using our past perceptions to limit ourselves, right, what does that do? You're going to get the same results it's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing day in, day out, expecting different results, right? So listening to the words people say, the words people use are the words in which they reference and frame the world. And so if you can pay attention to those words and you use, so w- when you're communicating with someone, use their words with them specifically. Speci- you have to use their exact words. Now, in text messaging, doesn't work. Okay. You can't, you can't texting or email. This is not where it works in video chat or in person conversation is where it works. And it changes and transforms people's relationships like that. Yeah. It's because you may have heard someone say, you don't understand me, or you're not seeing what I'm saying. Right. You're not hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth when they're saying those words you and the reason they're saying those words is because you're using different words than they're using. If you use their exact words, but you have to be cognizant of them. And this is that's a part of what I teach, right? That this course that I'm releasing on mastermind.com, I specifically share those words so you know what to listen for. So, and it's so it's it, it's mind-blowing how transformative just that one little thing is. So transformative to a world of communication. Like I said before, the better quality your relationships, the better quality of life you'll lead, period. There's not a better way to end it than right there. I mean, that was, uh, that's impactful. I want you to soak in. I want you to look up Dave and I want you to reach out to him. You know, what he's saying there can change your business, can change your personal life. I'm not saying you got to go work with David. I might recommend it, but needless to say, check out what he's doing. He left so many unbelievable nuggets today. We've got the founder of only one you need, David Dubay. David, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it. 
Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing The Mastermind Effect.